0: Welcome back to The Student's Podcast. We are continuing on with the stories related to Bidhi Chand and his mission to steal the horses from Lahore Fort. Previous episode, we talked about how uh, Bidhi Chand got blessings from Guru Hargobind uh, to go to Lahore to bring back the other horse, Goldbag And chapter 34, where we're going to start here, starts with um, Biddichand now approaching Lahore. It takes him three days to reach the city. And upon approaching the gate, bidhi Chan does a prayer to uh, the six gurus asking for uh, help in this mission that he's going to undertake here. So in entering Lahore, he then um, goes to the local Gurdwara in the, in the city, in the fort. And um, he rece- he's received with great respect. Um, the congregation there, they all touch his feet in respect. And uh, they all ask about uh, how everybody's doing, how Bidhi Chand is doing. And in this small talk, uh, Bidhi Chand overhears this broadcast, um, this um, proclamation that's being made outside in the fort. So, as discussed in previous chapters, um, after Shah Jahan realizes that one of the horses is stolen, he uh, after his army is unable to figure out a way that uh, this was stolen he then resorts to asking different astrologers fortune tellers these seven people for information regarding uh, the horse that was stolen so this is uh, continuing on now it says that uh, from the time Chan now it has reached Lahore again it has been uh, seven days uh, since the, the uh, initial horse was stolen so, uh, the congregation there is telling him that, oh, in the past four, three, four days, people have been making these proclamations asking for um, if there's anybody uh, who's a fortune teller or an astrologer that can assist in uh, the investigation uh, related to the stolen horse, Dilabag. So, Billy hears this and he spends the evening then thinking about uh, his tactic here, his strategy so it talks about how the how Bilician is sitting there thinking like last time i won't be able to enter the fort and and infiltrate it for a long time that plan won't work here uh, the best possible plan that i can do here because um, now the fort is all on guard they have you know thousands of warriors uh, soldiers here that uh, are keeping guard my best plan here is to change uh my form here to take a disguise to go undercover and then somehow quickly um bring the horse out so in thinking this he sleeps on his plan uh he wakes up the next morning and then he goes to um a six house named Bahora. now he is uh, he has a clothing shop there in lahore he was selling fabric um, so, bidhi Chan wakes up this next morning, uh, he does his uh, morning uh, routine there, the bathing, then he goes to this Khatri's house um, named Bahora So, upon entering the house, Bahora realizes who uh, this Sikh is. bidhi Chan pays him a lot of respect, realizes that bidhi Chan is this, a long-standing Sikh, you know, a very senior member in the community. Um, to the extent that uh, Bahora and his wife, they actually, uh, when bidhi Chand comes into the house, they treat him with such respect that they wash his feet and then both husband and wife then drink some of this water, which was a tradition at the time, Charanpol. So they drink some of this water, they put some of the water on their head and they actually go around their house and they sprinkle this water, this this blessed water, they take it as quite a blessing uh, around their house. And then uh, they make a, a very fancy meal for bidhi Chand. Following the meal, they ask him, this is in the evening time now, if there's anything else they can do to help. And here, Bidhi Chan then puts out his request to say that um, I'll need uh, certain types of clothing. Uh, the word that they use is Hindustani here, in a type of garb that uh, Bidhi, uh, Bidhi Chan is going to take up. But he asks for three types of clothing. So he asks for this long type of robe um, called a a parahan. a parahan is like an Afghanistani, Irani type of robe and uh Bili-chan asked specifically that okay, this this fabric should be really um, soft uh, and I want it to go down basically past my knees. This is going to be the first robe that I wear. Now the second robe that I wear, I want it to be a, the same type of parahan like a robe, but it's going to be shorter than that, so this is going to be above my knees. And then the third uh, piece of clothing i'm going to wear is going to be a, a like a pants a pajama is the word that they use here and this pajama this pant is going to have uh, slits in it so that it can kind of open up and uh, so this is the type of clothing i'm going to wear i'll also need um shoes that are flat so he's asking for like heelless shoes they're going to be very pointy as well and they're going to have um, a lot of embellishments and a lot of uh, adornments on them, really fancy, shiny shoes. And Bahora says, okay, that's great. Don't worry about it. Um, this is good. He spends the next whole day making it. So Bilichand then wakes up the next day. He does his uh, morning bathing. He recites Japji Sahib and other uh, scripture as well. And so so Bahora then spends the day working on this, uh, these clothing requests that Bilichand has, has asked him for. Now this is the clothing of the of the time that was used by astrologers Um, so bidhi also asks requests from Bhorra to ask somebody that to give him some type of gold chain as well so this gold chain was used in um, some of the rituals that certain astrologers would do so he's just totally taking this form so in the evening time when bidhi then receives all this the clothing and the the chains he says, okay, that's great. They actually, again, um, Bidhi Chan is fed uh, very nicely by Bahorda's family. And uh, the next morning, Bidhi Chan wakes up. He then addresses in this uh, this new clothing that he has received. So he puts on the very long one first, he puts on the short one after, and then he puts his pants on. And uh, the waistband, actually, uh, Bidhi Chan actually, funnyly, he leaves out to kind of create this uh, attraction that people look down a marker uh, that when people look at him they're looking down at his Nala kind of, he's kind of avoiding uh, people looking at his face he's trying to make markers such that uh, people kind of look beyond his facial features and they're looking at other things so they don't recognize him so when he takes this form, he puts that on and then he actually, (laughs) mentions this as well he puts a kind of a shine on his hair as well and he once he puts the shine on his hair he ties this uh turban the star is the word it he uses here uh very large and round so Santok Singh, the author says that his the his his turbans almost like this big shield on his head in a it's like a round shape and then Bidichand splits his beard like he he puts his hand in his beard he splits it and then he and he moves his beard up along his ears so he, he's combing his beard in half and then he's splitting it to the side and one side goes up to his ears and either curled around his ears or tucked into his turban and the other side the same thing so that his chin is visible and he does the same thing with his mucha, his, his mustache as well he curls it very up and uh, basically he, he's either tucking it into his turban or around his ears here so he's creating this uh, <laughs> this very odd-looking uh, uniform, this very odd-looking uh, attire that he's wearing, and and dressing in that, then he goes into the city. He goes into the fort, and it talks about how Bidichand is not moving his eyes around at all. He's very determined in where he's looking uh, downwards, and uh, like as in, he's not looking suspicious at all. He's looking very relaxed, very determined, very um, thoughtful in where he's going, and he's walking straight into the fort. And as he's walking there, everybody's looking at him being like, who the hell, where did this guy come from, what is he wearing, right? Um, Like what land are you from, basically? This is so odd to see this. So quite a large group actually comes to Bibhichan saying, Yo, who are you? Like, where are you from? What do you do? Uh, basically, what's your deal? And and quite a big crowd then starts to surround Bidichand as he's entering the fort. None of uh, whom recognize him. That he, you know, this guy uh, was previously quite a high member, and then. Uh, in a very short amount of time in uh, Shah Jahan's fort there, working for Sonde Yet all of these people here are looking at him like, Who the hell are you? We don't even, you know, we have no idea who you are. And tell us more about you. So then Bilichan says that uh, his name is Sahib Lok. And. Uh, you know he's from a ta- he's from a village or he's from a he's from a land very very far away <laughs> he's being very vague and he's saying that although you know i'm so i'm from somewhere that's very far away but i have all these skills related to astrology and uh you know matters of the higher spiritual plane and the scene here ends here where uh, this large group is gathered around him and the next chapter, where we're going to pick up next episode, is where Bidhi then then um, is received uh, by Shah Jahan and Sol Khan, the generals in the army. And uh, Bidhi Chan there is going to take his plan to the next step. And that's what we'll pick up next time. <laughs> चरण परांग का तरीका गज्जगज करे the गुरु हरख साल के मन पावे